mentored by some of the best minds in entrepreneurship in the world, then you're listening to the right podcast, Ditch Digger CEO. We're going to be interviewing CEOs and founders who will be telling their amazing rags to riches stories. These entrepreneurs who dominate the industries they serve will be sharing the secrets to their success. We'll be talking to millionaires and billionaires, many who started with nothing. You're going to be mentored with golden nuggets of shared experiences from my guests, whose time is worth thousands and even tens of thousands of dollars per hour. I started in the paving business right out of high school. And with no college education, mentorship has been my education of choice. I started over 25 companies in the last 20 years, have generated over $1.5 billion in revenues. My guarantee is this. If you listen to Ditch Digger CEO and you want to be more successful, you will become more successful. The secrets of my success and for many of the world's greatest business leaders will be revealed. Let Ditch Digger CEO mentor you. So I ran for, ran for governor. Um, you know, I had to take on another role of uh, some, some type of importance, maybe. I, I had to feel important. So I ran for governor for a year and a half and I lost. Yeah. Uh, had a good time, learned a lot. But uh, yeah, so a lot's happened over the last couple of years. And, that's probably a little over what, a year and a few months ago that we did the last podcast. Um, and then uh, before that, you know, I did a couple because I, I did start running for governor. And, and before that, uh, as you know, I lost, I lost my wife, Cheryl. Uh, that was, that was almost two years ago now. It'd be Halloween two years ago. Um, so that, you know, that, that was, uh, that was a, a tough time in my life. And I know I, I wasn't doing a lot of podcasts while in, the, in those last months of her life either. So we're back on, we're, we're going after it. Um, after the loss of Cheryl, I, I uh, you know, was, was really looking at my businesses and, and, you know, should I go back to being the chair and CEO of all my companies again, and, you know, working with my partners to grow, um, or should I do something else? And gosh, you know what, uh, the coolest thing happened, I realized uh, my son Austin, my daughter Janelle, and all our leaders in our businesses were kicking ass, doing great, great things. And uh, uh, I had to scratch my head and say, uh, maybe it's a message to get the heck out of their way. And uh, that's the way I took it anyway. <laughs> and so after really evaluating where all the businesses are at, um, I, I decided a few months later to, to put my hat in the ring to, to run for governor of Illinois. And uh, it was a great experience. I learned a lot, met a lot of amazing people. Um, you know, I, I believe that our state of Illinois, as well as you know, the, the country, uh, has our problems. Um, and the only way you fix things is you jump in and, and, uh, and, and, and get in the game, right? Get jump in the arena. Um, don't stand on the sidelines and, and, and bitch and moan, right? So that's what I did. So for uh, almost, uh, almost a year and eight months, I was in, in, that, in that race and uh, had, had a lot of uh, interesting situations happen there. Um, and uh, it was quite, quite a, quite a, uh, quite a trail you know yeah and it was uh you know really incredible watching you on the campaign trail just you know i think you're naturally kind of gregarious outgoing person and and you seemed in my opinion to take to it like a, a fish to water and and though you know you you quote unquote lost i mean the amount of votes and, and the energy and passion you got behind you i think is an incredible accomplishment you know, some people said for the you know, a couple of people evaluated the race that i had the most votes for for money spent for, for money invested in my race which is a good thing right 
Um, but you know, I, in that race, I, I realized I wasn't going to raise money from a lot of billionaires. Uh, the, the four or five billionaires that got into the race to, to invest in the race didn't get behind me and my messaging uh, turned them off. I think my, my messaging was basically I, I have common sense and I can't be bought and uh, can't be bought was a message that uh, I learned later on. Probably not the best if you want billionaires to buy into your race because they, they might want, they might want to make sure that you do things their way. Right. And, uh, and, and again, I'm probably never going to be that guy. Um, so if I, if I ever run again, I'm going to have to uh, raise more of my own money. I, I, we had about $5 million in that race. Um, a few million of that was mine. Um, a couple million were my friends who helped me, uh, which was awesome. But uh, yeah, I didn't get money from the biggest, you know, wealthiest people in the world uh, or in the state of Illinois. Um, but I got, I got, I, I, I had investors that believed in me. And I had, you know, a lot of small investors that believed in me. I had a lot of volunteers that believed in me. So it was really pretty cool. Um, in the end, right, this race was, people may know, may or may not know this, but this Illinois primary, Republican primary, was the most expensive primary in the history of America. So my, my $5 million in, in other states, let's say like Michigan or other states like our size, Pennsylvania, Michigan, would actually have been pretty good, you know, pretty good amount of money that, that could, could compete. But unfortunately, in Illinois, you know, the, the TV time was bought up by, by bigger money. And initially, myself and the few candidates we're in didn't have that big money behind us. I was right there neck and neck with the, with with another guy. And then and then uh, uh, then the big money came in. Uh, as you may know, Ken Griffin supported a Democrat in the race um, that that uh, ran. He was a mayor of a, one of our towns here, Aurora, a Democrat that voted seven of the last eight primaries as a Democrat. Um, Ken Griffin put fifty-five million dollars behind him. Now. I didn't believe, I believe he'd be an easy candidate, no matter how much money they put behind him, because he was, he was a fake. He was not, I mean, and the guy maybe isn't actually, after getting to know the guy a little bit on the outside, you know, he's probably not really a total fake, but, but he listened to his consultants who made him a fake. Um, if the guy would have said that he, that he was a Democrat and he had this epiphany where he changed, all of a sudden he changed, now he wants to be a Republican. And he had a story behind that, he probably would have won in my opinion, because people probably would have believed that, right? Unfortunately, I don't think he ever had that epiphany. I think he, he, he ran. They knew he was a Democrat and he was going to be a Democrat as a Republican. Uh, you know, as a veteran, they thought that th those two things would probably carry him over the finish line. And uh, we had a couple of debates where I really got on him heavy. Um, you know, I basically said a lot of things and very, very blunt and, and, and very factual things I said about him um, as he bragged that he was, uh, you know, going to fight, fight crime in his own town of Aurora. He did a terrible job fighting crime. And he said he's going to fight taxes in his own town of Aurora. They were the second highest property tax state or city in, in America um, in 2021. So either way, um, the guy, again, I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he's a Democrat. And so I pointed out in, in, a, in, a, in the last debate, I finished one of the debates saying, you know, if you want a Democrat um, as your Republican you know, representative for governor, there has never been a better Democrat in the history of our country uh, to run in a Republican primary than this guy. He's a pure Democrat. So if that's what you want, he's the guy, vote for him, right? And uh, people got a kick out of it, but you know, it's just a matter of being blunt and honest. And I had kind of a lot of fun with that. Another guy, uh, Darren Bailey, who's the one who won, nice guy, I'm supporting him every way I can right now. I've spoke for him, raised money for him. I've done everything I can for Darren as, as he, you know, he won. Um, Darren had uh, a billionaire 
Uline that got behind him for 10, 12 million bucks and raised a couple million dollars otherwise. And then uh, Pritzker uh, picked him out as the, the, most, the, the, the most likely candidate that he could beat. You know, in the polls, it showed that I was, I was the number one, uh, would be the number one toughest candidate for Pritzker to beat and, uh, and uh, showed Darren Bailey as the, the least likely to be able to beat him, right? Um, Darren's got an accent. He's from Southern Illinois, right? Um, Chicagoland area has a hard time voting for somebody with a heavy, heavy Southern accent, I think is what, what they believe. Um, but anyway, uh, so Darren ended up getting uh, Pritzker. Okay, so it's happened over the course of history where a Democrat has supported a Republican or a Republican has supported a Democrat um, to, get, to, to get the weakest candidate across the finish line, okay? Um, and, but it's never been for more than a few hundred thousand dollars, maybe a million dollars. Pritzker put $35 million into this race to support, to, to, get, to get Bailey to be the winner, okay? 35 million. And he did it through putting the money in the Democratic Governors Association. So all the ads came from the Democratic Governors Association in Illinois saying that, you know, Illinois, uh, you know, Illinois uh, is, uh, Darren Bailey is too conservative for Illinois. And it would say, you know, Darren Bailey is too pro-life. He's too pro-gun. He's, he's uh, uh, you know, he, he's too conservative for Illinois, for, the, for, for Illinois. And so what did that do? Of course, any Republicans, you know, looking at the, the primary would say, oh, my gosh, that's our guy. You got the Democrats, the Democratic Governors Association saying that this guy is too conservative. Of course, he's our guy. And those ads went on over and over again. And, that, and they also spent money attacking Richard Irvin when Irvin was ahead, attacking him to knock him down so Darren Bailey could then take over. And uh, so sure enough, Darren won the race. There, there's uh, another guy that, that was in the race that, that were, had, uh, had uh, you know, 15 or 20 million in. And so my $5 million was, was very little in comparison. And, and you really do have to get a lot of TV ads, in my opinion, especially if you're not, you know, I'm well-known in paving, well-known in, uh, in, in, you know, working for real estate companies, but I'm not well-known in politics. So um, the lack of, of TV commercials definitely was a big deficit for me. I, I ended up getting to about 75% uh, name recognition for Republicans across Illinois. Um, and, and these guys got to 95%, right? So that 20% deficit's too much. Um, so in the long run, you know, again, I learned, I learned a lot and, uh, and I may or may not, you know, go after it again. We'll see. But I'm pretty excited. I mean, I think God uh, uh, has a plan and, and that wasn't the plan for me right now. Uh, that wasn't his plan for me right now. And, and after I lost, you know, it took me about, uh, about 10 minutes to get over it. And then uh, and I, I was back on my way. And I, and I, and I again, uh, support, been supporting Darren a bunch, uh, but also um, in back in my businesses, not operationally and not even as a CEO, really just kind of evaluating where we're investing, where we're, where we're spending our money and, and, and where we're, um, what we're doing to, to serve our customers better. And my, my, my team leaders, are, my leaders, my CEOs and leaders, of our companies are doing amazing. Uh, our businesses over that year and a half grew more than any year and a half in my, in my, in my lifetime, right? Our, my, our business, our business value, our, our, we, we, we go by enterprise value. We measure, measure the value of our businesses and how we're doing. We measure, measure the enterprise value of, our, of each business. And the enterprise value of our businesses have never, have ever, ever gone up as much. And I'm not saying like, oh, they went up 10 or 20% more than any other 18 month period. Uh, they went up like 100 few hundred percent in some of my businesses, right? Across the country, our customers uh, uh, you know, demanded more of our services.
and, and we're in a position today to grow like never before. Uh, much due to the leadership of our, our sales leaders who are doing a great job taking care of our customers. I got a guy, Mike Domino, one of my partners that's, that took over leading our sales, our sales force, where I was kind of the guy leading our sales force before, you know, um, part-time was me, you know, mentoring my, our, our sales leaders. Well, Mike Domino has done an amazing job, better than, better than uh, I, I could ever expect anybody to do. And our, our, our sales team is, is performing at a level like never before. Uh, my son oversees, Austin oversees all our companies. You know, Austin was on this pod, uh, podcast early on. We'll have to get him on again because he was on as he was leading our company's site. Well, um, site was take, we, we found another CEO to lead site when I went home to be with my, my wife for the last year of her life. Um, I, you know, I stepped out of this role of CEO of my companies, uh, leading all my companies, and, and Austin stepped in. But he left a void at site, our technology company. And I'll tell you what, uh, we looked for about eight months and found an amazing, amazing person to fill that role uh, for Austin. And, and Dan, Dan, uh, Dan, Dan Duffy is, uh, was actually a, 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 a great, uh, great leader in government. <clears throat> he was a technology CEO that eventually sold out of his company and then ran as a state senator, um, as a statesman. Same exact thing that I wanted to be as, as, as a governor of our state. I want to be a statesman. Somebody that goes to work, does that job, does a great job, and then gets out within a term or two, goes back to business. Dan did that exact same thing, and I really re respected that back, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, I would say it's probably 16 years ago to eight years ago, ran did two terms, and then went back to business. Well, Dan uh, was, was out there uh, looking for the next opportunity. Um, we hired him as a CEO of Site, and Site has grown uh, – somewhere in the neighborhood of 600% to 1,000% in that, in that 18 month period. Um, you know, partially you know, due to him and Austin more than anything else. The leadership of Austin, my son and Dan has been incredible and they've, they've taken that business to a whole other world. And it's really cool, a really cool technology company that uh, you know, we're, using, we're, we're leading the industry worldwide in that business. So that's exciting as can be, right? My daughter, Janelle, who I never expected to be a CEO and an entrepreneur and a leader because she's mild mannered. She's, she's super, super compassionate. Um, she, uh, she doesn't want, she wouldn't yell at anybody if she, if you paid her to, right. She's, she really loves people and just doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. Never thought this girl could lead anything. Well, she took on Rabine America, Rabine Paving America, our national company. And uh, she's grown this company like never before. Uh, and she's doing it with, with just compassionate leadership um, working her butt off. I mean, she leads by example and, uh, people, people are following her people that are older, much older than her, uh, people that are her age or, or younger, but most people that have been around the business longer than her are respecting her as a leader, a leader, like, uh, like, like isn't common. Okay. It's not common to, to come into a business. She's been around these businesses for seven, eight years. Okay. But to come in and lead a, uh, the na a national paving company, not an easy task for anybody, and she's she's making it look easy. So that's really cool. Um, so I, I, our other businesses, are, you know, we've got we've got uh, you know 13 companies all together, and I got to tell you, every every CEO, every president, every leader we have is kicking butt, um, like I've never imagined. So again, I, I got to stay the heck out of their way. I I just got to help where I can when it comes to um, maybe the bigger negotiations that, that, I've, that I'm part of, um, maybe you know uh, where we invest. Uh, in, that, in new markets. Uh, by the way, in that same period of time, over two years, uh, just two years ago, we started Rabine uh, uh, of Texas. So we, we pave all over Texas. 
And in two years, that business has grown to be a, a, a nice company, over $20 million in revenues. Revenues don't mean much, right? But, but what means a lot is our customers there are being served and they're happy as can be. Um, we transferred one of our leaders from the Chicagoland area, Max Broadway, um, down there. And boy, he's, he's like a fish in water. He's kicking butt in Texas. He's a, he's a Texan now and, uh, and loves it. So that's really cool. Um, so either way, we're, we're, we're blessed that uh, we've got all this stuff going on in business that uh, I can actually consider doing things like running for governor and, and still have, a, uh, have my finger on the pulse of these, these, these uh, fun, exciting businesses that we're growing. And we've got, uh, you know, a business right now, we're looking at buying in Nebraska. And we've also got a, uh, a startup, another startup that we're looking at doing in the, in the solar industry, potentially. Um, that's my, my next meeting today is about that. So, but here, what, you know, really, Chris, what I want to talk about was, you know, as I traveled um, across the state of Illinois, and I continue to, you know, travel across the country, I was with some of the best economic minds in our country's history. Last week, I was with Steve Forbes, I was Steve, Steve Moore, um, the, 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 the president of World Bank, um, and some amazing economic minds just to learn more about you know, where we think we're going economically in our country, where I think I can, I can help in our state and our country. Um, I got to tell you, what, what I've learned over the last couple of years is you know, we've got a lot of people like myself that are blessed to be to be born in this great country, to be able to have the opportunity that I've had, that, that many people have in this great country, to build things. Um, you know, this free, this free market, free enterprise world that we have in, 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 our, in our country is like nothing else. And, and what I realize is we've got plenty of people, many that were behind me in my race, that, that, that not only loved being, being business leaders, entrepreneurs, but also love our country so much that they, they invested money in my campaign. Um, and they do in others. Um, some never did invest in anybody's campaign. They invested in mine, which is cool. Some, some continue to try to support people that, that are behind uh, um, keeping this, this, free, this, this free country free. Um, anyway, so what I, what I also learned was as I called on, on you know, many friends, I've got, I've got, I'm blessed with hundreds of friends that lead businesses, right? And I, I called on many and, and, they, and I, what I learned was um, as they seem to align with me, you know, uh, politically or uh, culturally, right? Um, many didn't have the guts to put a, a dollar behind me or a thousand dollars behind me or whatever. Um, and that's okay, right? But it just, it's a little disheartening because these people are people that have been blessed to, to build their American dream. And yet they're, whether it's cancel culture or just uh, their ignorance to, to know that they better, they better, they better do whatever they can to support causes to keep this country free or the next generation is going to have the opportunities they had that I had. And so for me, I think that that's, that's a concern of mine. And so as we go forward with Ditch Digger CEO, we're going to continually look for, you know, great people to interview. Um, but I got to tell you, it, it's, uh, it, it, we're not interviewing anybody that, that's not a patriot. Anybody that doesn't love this country, I don't care how much, how successful they've been in business um, and, and what, you know, however they serve their market successfully, like, like our, our ditch digger CEO guests do. If they don't love our country. They don't respect this, this amazing freedom we have, this, this, uh, this ability to, and this free, free enterprise system, this free market system that we have um, to, to gain success like no other, no other uh, country in the world. Um, I don't want them on my podcast, right? So uh, Ditch Digger CEO is going to go to this, this Patriot series where we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be Patriots that we're going to interview. We're going to interview 
people that love this country, that have fought for this country, okay? And I'm gonna have some amazing people that have fought for this country, that served our country militarily, that are, that are they also have to be leaders then, right? Um, but, uh, so I want leaders that have served our country and, and then I want leaders in business that understand the, the, the blessings that we have, that those people have served our country, right? As, as patriots. Um, so again, that's, I, I, want, I want CEOs, founders, uh, creative people and entrepreneurs that, that also embrace um, uh, the, the, the free market and, and our free country and they'll do whatever it takes as I will to fight for it so that our next generation um, has the ability to achieve and, and, and create and innovate like, like I'm going to continue to do, right? Uh, and, my, and, my want my, and my kids will continue to do. And I want my grandkids to have the same opportunity. Uh, biggest fear that I, that I have and, 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 and uh, people that I, that I respect have is uh, that, that the opportunities that they had won't be there for their kids and their, or their grandkids. And uh, I think that's an that's a honorable thing, right? To, number one, to, to, to have worked hard to achieve whatever. Um, or to fight for our country. It's, but I think it's very honorable to, to go forward in your life, working your butt off to make sure that the next generation has that same opportunity, right? So, so our, our, our podcast uh, will, will be really focused on same thing, right? Rags of riches stories, building, building businesses, great entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs and their stories. But it's all, also going to be about patriotism and patriots. So we're going to add that and uh, our, our first uh, our first podcast is going to be with an amazing guy, a great friend of mine, a board member of mine on our board, who is a, who is a general uh, that, that served our country for 27 years, I think it was. Um, but he, he also served at, 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 at the, in the worst times in Vietnam as a you know, six and a half years as a prisoner of war. Um, again, and, 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 and after that, uh, has, has been involved in building businesses and guiding businesses, executive on many boards. Um, these are the people that I want to embrace on this podcast so that our listeners are going to be, uh, you know, mentored or, or, or you know, talked with, um, uh, with to, by, by some of the best minds in our country. Um, so that's my goal. And uh, what are your thoughts here, bud? Yeah, I think that that sounds great. Um, I, I'm curious because uh, I, I do hope that you again, run for governor. I, I'm curious what, what you learned uh, through this um, campaign that you will do different next time. You know what, uh, uh, am I looking in the right spot right here? Is this the right spot to look at right here? Where, where's best? If I'm looking right at you in the center of this thing, is that right? I can't hear you. Yeah, that's where you've been looking, so that's fine. Is that's okay uh, there? The best up there. Yeah, looking into the camera actually is best. That's right there, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But this is okay. Yeah, this is fine. Okay. Okay. Ask that question again. So, Gary, I uh, I do hope that you run for governor again because I think you you bring a very common sense and, and fresh perspective uh, to the world of politics. What 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 have you learned through your last campaign that you'll do different uh, if you do choose to run again? As far as doing different, I think um, I, I think I would make sure that if I run again, that that uh, 
I've got uh, you know, more investors behind me because I didn't, I, I actually didn't go out and say, I'm going to run. Would you invest in my campaign? I didn't do any of that at a time, right? I just jumped in. And uh, so next time I would definitely get out there and make sure that I have investors in my campaign under, that will understand my capacity to invest in my own campaign, as well as then, um, you know, what their commit for me, their commitment to what they might invest in my campaign, right? So I've got a lot of friends here and across the country that uh, were amazing, that, that got behind me. Um, but I think I'd have, to, I'd have to know that I could raise, I don't think I have to raise 50 million, 55 million like these guys did. I, I really believe that, uh, you know, it, it, it's still ridiculous that you have to raise this kind of money. But I think with 15 to $20 million, um, I could beat somebody that puts 50 million in the race in the future. Um, just because my name recognition is better. Uh, I, I believe that, uh, you know, people, there's, there's great people that got behind me and, and, and in, in the last month or two months of the race, I, 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 was, I, was, I was doing much better uh, when it came to the debates, when it came to speaking, all these other things, right? So I got stronger as time went on. So if I, was, if I, if I started out knowing that I had um, a commitment of uh, more money, I think that that was something that I didn't do a very good job of. And so therefore I didn't, you know, raise, you know, a couple million bucks and, and then my own money, right? Um, so I, I think that's important. I think also uh, um, to understand how you're going to carry your message. Uh, just a few points. I mean, you're, 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 you know, from the beginning is important. And I was, I was kind of feeling out, you know, exactly the messaging I would carry on for the first year, probably, right? And I, and I don't think it's totally wrong because, you know, the environment changes as, as you move on over that over that year year and eight months. <clears throat> things change. When we started that race, um, you know, violence was not as big of a deal. In, in Illinois and Chicago, it was it was it was a, it was a definitely an issue, but nothing like it became. Um, you know, violence in our in our state and our city has uh, has grown so crazy because of bad leadership. Um, so it became a big part of the of the subject, and and I believe you know there's a chance there's a pretty good chance Darren Bailey could win, and nobody believed that there's a chance of him winning. Okay. And there's a good chance he can win. I, I, I'm praying that he wins, right? Some people say, why, why do you want to, why do you pray that he win, right? Because if he does, if he wins, then, you know, you won't have a chance to run next time, right? And I'm like, that's not the goal. The goal is not for Gary Rabine to run for governor. The goal is for Illinois to be a great state and our country to be a great country. And, and, and you know, if, if Darren could win, I'll help Darren in any way. And I'll put great, I'll help him with great people and economics and, and, and safety and a lot of other things, right? But either way, my, the goal is for Darren to knock this this socialist Democrat out, so that we can we can move on with the state and 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 strive to be a great state again. And I believe I believe that any strong conservative will 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 have that goal as Darren will. That the, the so so my my thing is the messaging initially was was uh, was economy, which I'm very strong at bringing businesses back to Illinois, which I understand how to do that. It was property taxes. Our property taxes are now the highest in America. They weren't the highest when I started. They were like second highest when I started my race. Now they're the highest, okay? All right, so, so my, my thing is simple economics says if you compete with property taxes, your property values will grow and people want to live in your state if you're competitive with property taxes. I also know that if, 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 if the regulations in your state are the highest and the worst, businesses do not want to be there and the business values will, will continue to get, uh, uh, will continue to depreciate if your regulatory environment is the highest. And that's what we have in Illinois today. And when I started the race, 
we weren't the highest. We were getting there. Now we're the highest. We've got the biggest cost of business, uh, small and large, of any state in the country. And so I, I want Darren to win, and I want to help him work on those things and, and put great minds in front of Darren because that's where my strength is. Um, but again, if, if I if I ran again and, and you know if something happened and Darren didn't win, and again the odds are against Darren. I'm not telling you the odds are for Darren. The odds are against him. Um, but uh, but I believe the the odds are way higher right now than any believe that anybody believed they'd be, because this governor is such a bad governor. He's an arrogant son of a gun. He he's he's done nothing to to curb the violence we have in our state. He's actually going to accelerate the violence with some a new bill that passed last year. Um, He's done nothing to, to help the economic side of things. He's actually accelerated the bad economic policy, bad economic policy, and 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 our property taxes are going to go through the roof as well. As, I mean, through, they're already through the roof. Okay, they're going they're going to go even higher if he continues in office. And businesses are going to bleed out of this state like never, be, no state ever before, in my opinion. If we don't get them out, so 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 Darren must win, in my opinion. If he doesn't, uh, boy, we got some big problems in Illinois. So, so my, so my, so my goal, so my thing is this: if I ran again, um, I'm gonna, I, I would run on on three simple principles, and I would hammer on those. And then, and then as as new things come up, as they do daily, because um, I didn't, I didn't realize this, Chris. You know, on a daily basis, the news you have to take in, not only in our state but across the country, that you're, you know, questions you're going to be asked on something Biden said or Trump said or whatever, right? Um, the uh, there, there's Supreme Court cases are going on, right, that you're going to be asked about. And how do you feel about this or that? So you really, it's crazy the amount of studying you have to do every every morning and every night to understand what your position is going to be the next day, right? And uh, I actually, I actually liked it. It was it was fun, but boy, it's it's a it's it was a uh, dust till dawn type of job. And I and I didn't sleep a lot. I slept five or six hours a day a night, and that was fine. That's enough for me. Um, but boy, I in the mean in the middle in the middle of that the the eighteen or you know eighteen nineteen hours a day. That you're on it, you better be on it. Um, and I, and, I, and I, so I thought the challenge was really cool, and uh, and, and I would handle it again a little differently in, in some ways, like I said. But overall, yeah, I'd have enough money to be to go up on air, to go up on TV, um, a lot more, uh, and all that. So yeah, that, that's kind of I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, no, that's that's awesome, Gary. It's really inspiring. I, uh, you know, I I'll be. I'll be watching you, brother. Um, so tell me about what, what inspired the more patriotic focus for the podcast. Yeah, well, it inspired me was, uh, you know, the, the lack of, I believe that leaders to, today and tomorrow need to be in touch with the blessings that we have. Uh, and if we appreciate the blessings we have in this country, um, we'll go forward and lead our businesses and lead our communities appreciative of those and, and, and will be better examples and better uh, inspirational examples, hopefully, for our kids and, and young people in business every day. Um, and I didn't see enough of that when I, when I ran. I didn't see enough people, uh, the, the successful people that I know as friends, many, um, that, that were afraid to, to invest in, in my race or others like mine um, uh, or just weren't interested in it. Um, so I just, I, I felt, I just felt like their, their appreciation, some of the, some of the people, again, their appreciation for, um, people putting their neck out there, um, isn't really, isn't, isn't there, right? They're, they're, it's just not important to them. And so I felt like there's a lack of, of, uh, of care, uh, for the future of our country. Um, yeah, the country that so many patriots have fought so hard for. 
And, and so for me, I, I believe we can be great patriots without being veterans. I've got, as you know, a lot of veterans in my family. I've never served myself. And I, if there's anything, I'll, I'll, I'll look back and say, ah, you know, one thing I didn't do is serve my country in, in the military, right? I think that's, uh, that's, that's, when, when, you know, that's the, the, uh, the, the greatest. When you can serve your country and risk your life to serve your country and, and fight for your country, that's a big deal, especially when you have a, a country like ours. Um, so when we as business leaders can't, uh, uh, can't embrace this, this blessing, um, I got a problem with that. And so that's why I, I want to focus on people that are patriots that love our country to, in, in the future to be on my podcast. Um, it makes sense. Yeah, makes, makes great sense. And uh, you, you have uh, some really exciting uh, guests that you're looking to bring on. Major General Borling to, to be one. Yeah, he's he's an amazing inspiration. He was, you know, he he. I knew him a little bit before I ran. Friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine, are good friends of this. And then, uh, then he, he he actually wanted to meet me because he heard my story and wanted to be part of my part of helping me in my race. And boy, he he was amazing. I mean, he, he was anywhere I wanted to speak or say the pledge of allegiance or, um, he, he was there to tell his story or whatever and, and tell and to tell why tell people why he was behind me and why I love my. Uh, my, my race and why I love the, the culture of, uh, of uh, you know, the, the, the culture of economics and, and freedom that I was fighting for. So he was awesome. <clears throat> you know, also, I don't know if Chris, you know, um, as I spoke about before, I was one of the founders in Job Creators Network, and I'll probably get our CEO on here at one point because he's fighting again a great battle. Um, but, but our CEO and I, about a, a little over a year ago, chose to, to go after uh, Biden on the vaccine mandate. So you, I don't know if you followed this at all, but you know the, the Biden administration and OSHA uh, had, were putting a mandate in place that every business like mine or any every business over 100 employees they were they're going to start at right would have to demand that every employee get vaccinated, and if they didn't get vaccinated, the business need, needed to fire those employees. Okay, well I know labor law well enough. I've been around the block uh, in my business. And that would never be acceptable ever in the history of, 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 our, of our labor laws, right, in our, in our, in our country. Uh, a business could never have the, have the ability to fire somebody because they don't do something that uh, the, the business wants them to do medically or, or against their religion or against their, their health. And uh, <clears throat> so I knew this was wrong. Um, I, I partnered with uh, our CEO of Job Careers Network, Alfredo Ortiz. And we filed a lawsuit October of, of last year. And uh, everybody said, you're crazy, Rabbi. Why would you do this? Is this for politics, right? Because I was in the middle of my race. Um, other people say, Are you, why would you do this? You're, you're busy in this race. Why would you spend the time to, to, to file a, a lawsuit against the president of the country, right? I did because I, I knew it was the right thing to do. I, I knew that this was totally wrong and, and unethical, uh, immoral, in my opinion, and, and illegal by all standards of, of labor law in the past that I'd seen. So sure enough, we, 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 we actually won at a lower court, at a, uh, <clears throat> at a, uh, a lower court, and then we, we lost at a circuit court, this, this case. Um, we, we appealed within minutes, within you know, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, we appealed that loss. And, that, and uh, uh, the Supreme Court um, took on this case. They, they actually accepted to take this case out in the Supreme Court when we appealed it. So uh, Kavanaugh was the, was the judge that uh, had to had to look at this and accept it or not, and he did. So we, we it was heard in front of the Supreme Court at the end of last year, 
And January 14th of this year, we won the lawsuit against Biden and, and OSHA. This lawsuit was critical because think about this. Our supply chain was so messed up. Think about how bad it was. Even still now, our supply chain is still messed up from the COVID shutdowns, lockdowns, okay? Um, but think of how bad it would have been. This, this lawsuit we were in represented 85 working, working Americans, 85 million working Americans, okay? Okay, the, the, we, we, um, the surveys that we saw showed that 15 to 20% of employees, working class people would, be, would not take the vaccine and therefore they would leave those jobs. Okay, so think about that. If, if, whether it would have been 12, 13 million or 20 million, uh, I guess 20% would be 16, 17 million. You know, let's say 13 to 16 million people would, would not have been in the, would have left their jobs, okay, if we didn't win that lawsuit. January 14th, we won it. The biggest, one of the biggest lawsuits for freedom ever. It was so fun to be, one, you know, the first plaintiff on this thing. We, we got five other CEOs to help us fund, help me fund it that were plaintiffs along with me. But, but it was so cool to be part of a, a, a game-changing lawsuit that a Supreme Court found us to be right. Um, 85 million working Americans did not have to take the vaccine if they didn't want to, right? And believe me, I have no problem with people wanting to take a vaccine if they want to, right? I, I, I just know that it's wrong um, to, to demand that of, as, as an employer or a country, right? A, a leader in government, a leader in business is total bullshit that, that, that we should ever think that that's okay again, ever again. And, it's, and by the way, it's totally, in my opinion, totally wrong that the government has continued to go on doing this in our healthcare system, in our military. And I think you're going to find, and you're finding some of this already, that many, many governments are going to get sued and they're going to lose. Uh, many large organizations are going to get sued and they're going to lose. And they're going to have to hire these people back, pay them for back wages or, or to settle with them. Because it was totally wrong in what any any of these 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 people did to think uh, this was okay. So again, if you don't know about that, but again, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. I want to I want to I want to, I want to make I want to do everything I can to know that in the end, um, you know, if if uh, you know some someday when I'm when I when I'm when I'm seeing the end is near, I want to know that I did everything possible to avoid um, uh, a, a, a country that is not free. Um, a country that, that I, I've been blessed to be part of, uh, for me to know someday that my grandkids are safe in a, in a free country instead of a socialist country um, is, is my goal, right? And uh, I've got three great grandkids. The other thing is my grandkids through this time, my, my grandkids are now, one was born at this time, that time I ran. So we got a one-year-old grandson, uh, Rafa, Raphael. He's a blast. He's a, a little character. I've got a three-year-old granddaughter now, Sienna. Sienna was, you know, a year or whatever she was last time we were, we were doing this stuff, year and a half, whatever. And then my my oldest, uh, Lincoln, is amazing. Lincoln's six years old now, six and a half years old. And he is coolest coolest kid. He's, he's got uh, he's got a great disposition, smart as can be, uh, fun loving, just a great little guy. So I, I'm blessed with uh, with great great kids. My four kids are doing great and they're great people. But then uh, these three grandkids are just amazing. They change, they change your life. You know, I never thought I'd want to be a, a, I'm not a grandpa, by the way, I should, should clarify this. I'm Beepa. Lincoln, Lincoln named me Beepa when he, when he first was able to talk. And, uh, and I'm, I'll be Beepa the rest of my life. No grandpa in this, uh, in, the, in the world of uh, Gary Rabine. And so they all call me Beepa and uh, they're a blast. So yeah, so again, when, when, I, when I look at the future, 
I, I don't I don't care if it's in government or outside government. I'm going to do whatever it takes to fight for our country and, and fight for freedom and free enterprise. And by the way, at the same time, continue to build and grow businesses, um, because that's that's what this country is made for. And that's what I'm I'm built for. That's awesome, Gary. That, that's really uh, um, selfless and uh, awesome, man, that, that you got that. You, know, you were instrumental in, in uh, protecting 80 plus million American workers. That's, uh, that's, that's well, the, cool, the cool thing was on the campaign, Chris, like, like it was uh, a day after, two days after. I think on Thursday, that 14th, I think was a Thursday. And I think on a Saturday, I was out of parade in Rockford, Illinois. And I'm walking and it's freezing. It was pretty, really cold, uh, cold parade, damp and cold and all that. And I'm like, what am I doing on here? Right. But, but that's kind of wasn't any parades where the weather is bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I'm walking next to uh, a few people and we're talking and, and, and they're, they're saying, so what, you know, what are you about, Ray? And I said, well, you know, I just want to, I just want to fight for our state and our, our country and, you know, running for governor is part of that. And, and, uh, and, and I, and then I said, uh, you know, we had a great, a great, uh, uh, result in a fight we just had on the, on the you know last week on the 14th, um, we won this lawsuit um, against uh, uh, Biden and OSHA, and this guy's listening. You know, a couple people over. He goes, "Cause you're kidding me." He goes, "Oh man, I, I want to. Can I hug you?" And I said, "I guess." You know, and he goes, "He goes, I, I actually kept my job. I was going to leave my job because I no way I was going to take the take the jab." He said, "No way I'm going to take the jab. I was going to leave my job. I make a lot of money." And I was going to move out of state, you know, my life would have changed. And I wasn't afraid to change because I was so adamant that I'm not going to take this, this, this jab. I'm 35 years old, this and that anyway. So it was pretty cool. Right. When, uh, when that, that happened like two days later, well, in the, in that campaign over and over again, I meet people, um, that, that came out to listen to me or whatever that, that, uh, knew that I was part of that case. Now, I got to tell you, one other thing I'll do better, Chris, is I'll, I'll market myself better because I didn't really talk about it that much. I, I had, I had, uh, you know, my wife, Cheryl, was one that, you know, always would be on me about, you know, sound like she would always tell me I sound because I'm, I'm always excited about what's going on in my life. And sometimes she say, you know, it sounds like you're kind of bragging when you said this or that. And I said, no, no, no really, I, I didn't mean to be bragging. I, I'm just excited. Right. And so in my head still, I have that, like, if I'm talking about good things going on, I'm bragging too much. And, and uh, Darren Bailey, the guy that won, talked re really strongly, did a great job talking about uh, him fighting to get rid of the mask mandate in our state. And he fought for himself in the Senate. He got it removed, temporarily removed for himself in the Senate, state, state Senate. And uh, he actually ended up losing in a, in a, uh, bigger, a bigger court. He actually lost uh, that case eventually. But he, but he talked about it all the time. It was like the first thing he talked about. And he was fighting for the mask. That's great. He was fighting, but he's fighting for himself, one mask, right? This, this case I had was for 85 million working Americans, and I won it. I didn't lose it. He lost his. But he did way, way, way better than me at, at talking about that case, like right away, all the time, right? Eventually, I started, I called him out on it the last couple of months, said, because I realized, I said, Darren, wait a minute. You know, you, you, God bless you that you fought for that, for that mask mandate against the mask because you didn't want to wear the mask. That's great. And I didn't really believe in the mask as much as most either. I said, but I said, you actually lost that lawsuit in Saginaw County. So you didn't really win, you lost. And, and, and it was like for, for like a year and some, I don't know, a year and five, six months, I, I kind of let him go with it. Right. Cause I thought, Hey, that's admirable, admirable, and all, admirable and all that. Right. But even if, after my case was won, I didn't really talk about it near enough. And so that was not, that was, that was not very smart really. Cause I, I, I need to talk about things that I'm about. And so I, 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 again, if I went back 
uh, if I did it again, I'd be talking about good things I've been part of uh, a little more, uh, maybe hopefully not braggadocious, but kind of braggadocious, right? To talk about things you've done that you've had success with. So again, that's, a, that's, a, that's something that, but, but the same organization, Job Creators Network, of which I was one of the founders of, if you remember, um, myself and uh, Bernie Marcus was the guy. I was one of the first people he brought in to start uh, Job Creators Network. Um, that organization has grown immensely, like 500,000 business owners now in that organization. But our CEO, Alfredo, the same buddy of mine that, that, I, that, I, that we filed that lawsuit together with, um, is fighting again. This time, he's, he, the lawsuit is, is uh, um, against the uh, student loan bailouts. I don't believe that, that we should be bailing out lo student loans. Um, uh, I, I believe that we're all better when we work hard to, to pay, you know, our, pay for our, our whatever we're responsible for, whether it's our family and uh, putting food on the table or an education. Um, I, I personally didn't go to college. Not, not that that matters, you know, I, I, but I didn't have a loan to, that, that uh, and if somebody would have said they're paying for my college education, I might have went, right? Maybe. Uh, and so I just don't, don't agree that, that, that we as taxpayers in our country should be bailing out student loans. And, and, it's, and we're not talking about bailing out the poor here, right? This, it's proven that this is upper middle class more than anything else that we're, that we're bailing out in these student, these student loan bailouts for the, at the tune of, so they, they don't have an exact number between a half a billion and half a billion and a billion, no, excuse me, half a trillion, half a, so it's 500 billion to a, to a trillion dollar bailout, okay? That's crazy. Um, we, we can't afford this as a country and it's wrong. It's, it's, it's teaching, you know, that, that we don't have to be accountable in my opinion. So anyway, uh, the same organization uh, that, I'm, that, I'm, that I've been a founder of, uh, Job Careers Network, is now suing Biden. Um, it's been all over the news um, for, that, for that bailout. And we, we think we can win. And it'd be an amazing feat again to, to stop what we think is, um, you know, more of a, uh, it, this, 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 is a this is not a, a real leader. This, this guy that's leading our country, in my opinion, he, he thinks he's the king or his puppet masters think they're king. Um, because this isn't something you would do as a leader to, to put to to uh, for, for to to make everybody pay for loans for the few. So anyway, it's pretty pretty exciting though because I think uh, I think we'll win that one too. So awesome. I mean, it sounds like you're uh, continuing to stay very politically active even in between uh, campaigns. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's three pillars, right? It's, it's my faith and family pillar, right? Then, it, then it's my my business pillar, my my entrepreneurial pillar, and then lastly, it's 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 my my government pillar. How much am I going to be engaged in government to help make change, right? Um, so, so that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm focused on right now, and I got to figure out how to balance that, and because I mean, after after uh, the race is over, I, I had uh, you know maybe a day where I kind of relaxed. And then I was back, you know, back on after it. And uh, that, that's who I am. I'm never going to slow down uh, for any reason. But uh, either way, um, I, I think uh, that I'm going to have fun in my life, you know, basically, you know, balance on these three pillars, uh, faith and family, and then my, my, entrepreneur, my entrepreneurial spirit that I'll never stop. It's never going to end for me. Um, until I take my last breath anyway. And then, uh, and then this, uh, this, this, this focus on fighting for our country in any way I can supporting people that will fight in government or, or jumping in myself. That's awesome, Gary. It's very, it's very inspiring. You're, you're walking the talk, living what you preach. 
So that's, uh, I think that that alone differentiates you from the majority of uh, other potential candidates. That's, that's funny. Yeah, you, you say that, and differentiation is the key to success, right? Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I got to tell you, I, I know I differentiated myself a lot from the other candidates because there's nobody else that, that has built it, built, built much of anything. Darren, Darren is a farmer, has, has you know been involved in small business, but really never built it a lot. Um, we had another candidate that was really mimicking exactly what I said that I, you know I'm the outsider, uh, business builder, right? Um, he kind of mimicked exactly what I said, and he had very little experience in building anything. Nice guy, right? But he just had no experience really building much of anything. Um, and and uh, and then we had uh, you know politicians that were running it. Uh, so either way, differentiation was not a problem for me. It was it was getting that it was marketing that differentiation more than anything else, right? Uh, so in the future, we'll figure that out. You can help me with that, Chris. Absolutely. Um, awesome, Gary. Well, this is getting me super excited for uh, all the exciting episodes and awesome patriots you're going to have on. Is there anything else our, our followers need to know about the, the podcast and, and you moving forward? Uh, you know what? Uh, like I said, you're, you're going you're gonna to see just like we've had all along. I mean, think about the actually we'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably get some renewed podcasts for some of the people that we're on because we've got some pod. Some of our podcast guests are my good friends or my family, my son, uh, or my partners in my businesses that since they did their podcast, I mean, they were, they were focused on being world-class in their businesses, um, but they've gone much further than we can imagine. So, you know, uh, we had, uh, we had a friend of mine, Bijou on, Bijou is the, the founder of uh, 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 Redbox originally. And then Bijou also then founded a company that I was a seed investor in called Halo. Halo is cranking it's great it's a unicorn so if you guys know what a unicorn is unicorn is like uh it's a startup that goes uh you know it's like a top you know one tenth you know one percent or top uh, one tenth of one percent unicorns become billion dollar values eventually right and this unicorn is about there already it's been about six seven years but we had we had bijou on it was probably the company was probably worth a few hundred million back then from a startup a few years before and that company is now, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of a billion dollar valuation and growing. Um, and I, I, I was, I, I helped uh, get a great uh, board member on Jeb Bush on the board. And Jeb Bush has helped <clears throat> introduce the, this, this, uh, this technology, this, this fintech, financial tech business, to many business, uh, uh, many banks across the globe that help the value of that business. So uh, Jeb, Jeb Bush has been a great board member. Um, they're very participatory and uh, engaged, so it's been really cool to see that. Um, all because I, you know, got to know him and his son, Jeb Jr. Um, when he ran, um, and before he ran, I, I knew Jeb Jr. a little before he ran, actually. So I got to be friends with these guys. Um, uh, they, you know, they they weren't uh, not very supportive of my campaign. That's okay. That we don't align politically on everything, um, but uh, but good 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 people. Um, so that's cool. And then we look at. Uh, uh, our company site that I mentioned earlier, you know, Austin was on on the podcast talking about this world class business he was growing and the technology company he was growing. I I believe that will be a unicorn as well. I think that business is is uh, the enterprise side of businesses pushing a hundred million dollars in my opinion right now. Um, when I look at the the revenues, profits, and the and the and the, the, the market cap is huge for this business. So again, <clears throat> that business is going to be a unicorn in my opinion. That'd be really the first unicorn that that. Uh, I've ever been part of starting, right? Um, so Site is an amazing company. 
Austin will be back on to talk about so site. I'll get I'll get the CEO of site on Dan again the the, the the guy I told you about that is the um, was a statesman in politics and then went back to business and look what he's doing after after politics right. Um, Dan's I think in his early fifties now and boy he's a, he is a just a godsend to us and our customers doing a great job growing this business. Um, but I'll get him on and Austin of course went from that company to overseeing all of our companies now and. Uh, uh, he, he's a totally different leader than I am, um, but in his own way is just kicking butt, doing a great job uh, with his his type of leadership. Um, but but uh, Austin is also leading in, in, in many ways in, in life as well. So it's really fun to, to get him on if I can. Um, Nick Matthew was the, one, the person we had on one of my companies called Pipeview America. And that company is, is, is growing crazy as well. So if you remember Nick Matthew, Pipeview America, um, I, he was a leader in one of my companies. Um, together, we, we spun off into, into, into this business, Pipeview America, that's grown incredibly. Um, that company took on some private equities dollars. So we, we, uh, Nick, Nick wanted to uh, take some chips off the table and, and find a partner, uh, a strategic partner that would invest in us. We did that for the first time. I, I've never really you know, you know, taken a partner in private equities before. It's usually been all our own money. So that's pretty exciting because uh, he is he is uh, like a fish in water when it comes to growing and leading a business as a CEO. Um, that's Nick Matthew. So we'll get him back on. Uh, his business has probably quadrupled in value since the last time he was on. And then uh, we've got other some others too that I know have grown immensely since last time we had him on. So we'll get some, we'll maybe do a little bit of recap. Um, as long as of course I I believe that they are are true patriots and actually most of the people I've had on definitely are. Um, there's a few, maybe I could say, eh, maybe not so much, but, uh, but either way, um, we're gonna have some fun. I've got some amazing people on the, on the, on the, on the stump as, as I, as I was on the trail, I met some great entrepreneurs and people. I said, someday I'm going to get my, my podcast going and you're coming on it. And, and almost every time they say, yeah, of course I would do that. Right. So I've got some amazing guests coming forward. Um, all pay, all going to be great patriots, all going to be people that we can all learn from. You know, you, Chris, myself, and every, all our listeners, um, all I want is to mentor leadership and mentor, mentor leaders in business. Um, and uh, that's what we're going to continue to do the best of. So, all right. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to, to hear more from you and all these awesome guests, Gary. This is great. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, also, hey, I've got to tell you, one I started dating a girl recently that's, uh, that's also great story she, she's a patriot herself she's a she's a great uh she knows she's she's strong in the politics she was at our, she was she worked for our rnc the republican national committee out of college um she then uh she'd been engaged in uh, she was uh, uh she then worked for the kemp campaign kemp presidential campaign um so that was pretty cool talk, she talked to me a little about that she's got great stories of that that whole race um that was against bush number one if you remember um, you don't remember, you weren't even born yet, what am I saying? Um, but anyway, so she worked in that campaign and uh, she then, then worked in business, uh, mortgage banking and some other stuff. Uh, her husband grew some, uh, some in the lighting business, lighting industry, um, but she's got you know three great adult kids. Um, and uh, we started seeing each other about three, 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 three four months ago now. And uh, so I'm having fun with her because she constantly is challenging my thought when it comes to these things we you and I are talking about because she's got that entrepreneurial, um, you know, mentality. Uh, she, she's her father was a was an entrepreneur and a business leader, and, and so she's you know her kids are all in business. Her three adult kids are all 
uh, traders uh, in, in uh, big big uh, uh, consulting business trader and uh, trader in crypto, and then a young young man that's a startup guy of his own, and as he's at college. So so really really cool story she is, and and she'll she's going to push me as uh, all my the people in my life that I care about the most will push me to be the best I could be, right? And so I'm confident that she's got that. So you'll get, you'll eventually we'll get have to have to meet Julie, but uh, Julie's a lot of fun. Awesome, yeah, can't wait to meet her. Yeah. So things are good. We're blessed. Awesome. All right. Well, looking forward to it, Gary. All right, Christopher. Well, thanks for everything. If you enjoy this show, please share with anyone else you think will find value here. And please go to our website, ditchdiggerceo.com, for show notes, links, video clips, and more nuggets of entrepreneurial wisdom. Don't forget to follow me on social media at ditchdiggerceo. Watch them as they left to you.